welcome, 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 podcast listeners. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. This is episode number 279 of the Fret Talk podcast. You are here with me, Budge, the guy who talks about budget pedal. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing there. You're also joined <laughs> by Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Yes, Whee! we definitely, definitely did it. Definitely. Yep. He did the thing. Right. This is definitely the start of a podcast and not the second start of a podcast. Because Why would it be I, the second start? I don't understand. No. So <laughs> we do this far too often for us to have fucked it up. I say us, me, to have fucked it up. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is take number two. We, we didn't get very far, don't worry. You haven't missed out on anything. Um, so we did talk about how fucking cold it is. Really yeah, cold. Fucking freezing. I wish it, it was warmer. I, I I don't often say that. In the summer, I don't wish it was cold. I, I always wish it was colder. Yeah. Normally in the winter, I don't particularly mind, but it's gone too far this year. It's gone <laughs> <Yeah>. too far. <laughs> yeah. You, you've done it. You've done it this year. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those where you stand outside the door and it's it's breathtaking, isn't it? It it it, it hits you. It it's it just it never warms up enough. Like I walk to the shop to get my lunch every day. And I can still see my breath at lunchtime. Like, it gets to maybe three degrees. That never happens over here. Like, we, I, li- I live on the coast on an island that is surrounded by water. And generally, that means that even when it's frosted overnight, it gets up to, like, five or six degrees. But, like, it's been getting down to, like, minus four, minus five, and just never, never warming up. And, like, so you're either in centrally heated homes or you're in an air-conditioned heated office which never really warms you properly. And I just feel like I'm cold all the time, unless I'm in my bed under duvets in pyjamas. And I never wear pyjamas either, but I've been wearing pyjamas because it's so fucking cold. I've, I've not got to that point yet. I'm still sans pyjamas, but give it time. Give it time. Yeah, I'm, I'm currently in a dressing gown and a massive fucking fleecy hoodie. So <laughs> I don't think I can comment too much on this. But yeah, I was in an office today, and there was the 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 radiator was definitely on. Like I could feel that it was on. It was a quite a small small radiator, but again, it was a small office, so proportionally should have been fine. Yeah, and I had to put my jacket on. So <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just horrible. Yeah, not not good. Makes me cranky, and I think it makes me tired as well because I'm. Expending a lot more energy, yeah. Like to... trying, yeah, trying to keep warm so that I'm, yeah. yeah I'm, I think I'm, I'm more tired than I usually are, which makes me cranky. It also, doesn't translate particularly well to, to a podcast where I'm supposed to be, upbeat <laughs> and talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there you go. You get what you get. Right. This is you get what you pay for. <laughs> That's it. I mean, some people do. People actually do. Shh. Yeah, they'll, they'll get some page content. We'll, I'll take an espresso before that. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yeah, okay then. <laughs> definitely fucking will not. <laughs> right, so as we usually do, what have we been up to this week, Matt? What have we been up to? Well, as I haven't said before yet, um, I've been, more. I've been tearing my cuticle off on my pick hand. Because Dunlop have changed the size of the Jazz 3 pickups. And I'm sure most people don't give them flying monkeys. But when you've used the same plectrum size for 10 years, and it's suddenly about 3 mil shorter, yeah, your entire playing is completely off. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, what's going wrong? It, it's not me. It's not me. Something's yeah. changed. It's just and, and the annoying thing is like the, the top part of the pick until it goes to the like the pointy bit is yeah. the same size. So it feels the same in your hand, but you've got three mil less of pick to work with. So I'm 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 either missing the strings completely because I'm just in completely default mode and then I'm like, Oh, I've gotta I've gotta change move move my hand a bit closer to the strings and then I'm just ripping my cuticle off like I'm fucking yeah, you an amateur player. for it. And yeah, I just it it genuinely does feel like like you mentioned before, like you know the the kind of mistake that you were making when you were learning to play the guitar. Yeah, yeah. I, I, just... 
I would like constantly like the middle finger and my index finger on my strumming hands. I'd rip the cuticles off those. Something chronic. I'm just like, well, this is guitar playing. I, I must like that bit must get just really tough. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> I got better at picking. Not much, yeah. but I got a little bit better at picking. But yeah, so yeah, I bought some new Jazz 3s and they're too small and I don't like it and I hate you, Dunlop. Yeah, what, why do this to us? Like, Jazz 3s haven't changed in such a long time. It, this is like 3 mil less material. doesn't sound like much. But that's going to save someone money somewhere, that is, isn't it? I, I mean, even if it doesn't, what it's done is I've got, like... S- especially with one of the bands, I've got 10 years of playing the same thing in the same way with my right hand. My right hand technique hasn't changed in 10 years for these songs. Yeah. I'm going to have to completely relearn these songs <laughs> in my head. The muscle memory, I don't know how... Like, if you asked me half of the songs that I play with that band, what chords I'm playing, what key I'm in, yeah. any of that... I'm, I, I could have told you when I first learned it because I had to sit down and fucking learn it. But now... I couldn't, like, if, unless you give me a guitar at a gig where I'm surrounded by the same five blokes or four blokes, I struggle to remember what the fucking thing is. But as soon as somebody else is, like does the intro, that's fine. I can play the entire song. It's just in there. But the problem is someone goes, oh, you play this with that band. How does the guitar part go? I'm going to fucking clue. Like, it's, it's, unless I'm in that situation, it's, it's complete muscle memory. It's, absolute and utter complete muscle memory and like when you learn that you've been playing something wrong for 10 years as i've recently done with a couple of songs <laughs> and you then go and try and relearn them what you learn is 10 years ago you were a shit guitarist <laughs> yeah oh yeah absolutely but it, it, it absolutely is that isn't it because i mean the hilarious thing is like there's a there's a franz ferdinand track that i play rhythm on there's no rhythm guitar in the song Okay. There's two. There's two. Two um, conversa- like conversing lead lines. Okay. Take me out like off their first big album. Yeah, there's two yeah, conversing yeah, lead yeah. lines. Yeah. Yeah. And there's the, and the other the other guitar is going. And I've I've literally been playing chords over that for ten years. <laughs> there's no chord. There's literally not a single chord in that. But there's some um, there's some double stops in the intro. Where like yeah. you're playing two notes at the same time, but there's literally no chords. Yeah, <laughs> and I've been, I've literally, I've, I, for some reason, I've written the uh, a rhythm guitar part to it, and I've been playing that for ten years. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I mean, Franz Ferdinand, they weren't that great. They they could do with a bit of a rewrite. <laughs> so yeah, like I can tell, like I say, ten years ago, I was just making shit up and turning up to band practices and doing it. And now I've got to fucking relearn how to do everything, and it's just, it's throwing me off. I don't like it. I want the same size picks. Just bring them back. I want them one mil thick and the same size they were, not shorter. Yeah. So I'm calling it now. In a year's time, they're going to bring out the Jazz 3 Classic. (laughs) And it's going to be an extra four quid a pack. And yeah. begrudgingly, and you know I'm gonna fucking pay it. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna pay for it. <laughs> or I'll have had a year with these new ones, and I'll have finally got gotten used to it, and then I'll accidentally buy the classics, and yeah. then I'll be like digging in too much and like snagging strings. And <laughs> yeah, snagging why is this so fucking long? <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, it it will be that, or maybe it'll be like um, like new Coke in the uh, in the eighties. <laughs> And they'll have a year of that, and then people will complain so much that they'll go back to it. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Let's do that. Let's let's get on. I hope so. Yeah, I just do it sooner rather. I'm hoping that I haven't because I don't think I've bought a pack of these in about three years. So I'm hoping they did this like two and a half years ago, and they're about to go back to the old size. Yeah, that would that would be excellent timing. I was telling you earlier how I've like probably about. Five years ago, I bought a bunch of the the Jazz 3s because I use them as well. So I bought maybe like three different packs of Jazz 3s and I've been fine with that. I've used them since. Um, like I've got one in my wallet, like in the main part of my wallet. In fact, I've got like 
two or three, but I've got like two Altex ones and a standard Jazz three, and I default to the standard nylon Jazz three because it's just it's like home, isn't it? So I uh, yeah I, I use that whenever I'm gigging. Jazz three comes out. I'll play the set. I don't like, I don't play the full set with with the the pick actually. I use my fingers for some of it. So that's way beyond my capabilities. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not putting as much wear onto the pick as I could be. <laughs> I'm saving it. Um, but then as soon as the gig stops, Jazz Three goes in the the, the wallet, and then we're, we're sorted. Never gets lost. Always. You see, I I don't know how I'm losing them because I put the, I always put them in. You know the little pocket that's within your pocket on a pair oh. of jeans. That's yeah. the plectrum pocket, and it's always full. But I've never seemed to have the same amount of picks that was in it when I last was in it. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you've got you've got pick goblins. I think so. You've got. A... I th- I think the pixies that make the noise inside the pedals occasionally come out and steal a couple of picks. Yeah, I mean it's it's what they what they eat, isn't it? So they'll make sense. occasionally come out, have a little snack. Go back in. And that's why my Dunlop 50mm acoustic guitar picks don't get eaten because you don't need acoustic guitar picks if you're an electric pedal, do you? <laughs> exactly, exactly <laughs> that. Whereas if you bought one of those uh, Fender um, acoustic preamp drive things... Yeah, I'd be screwed. <laughs> yeah, but you they wouldn't take an entire um, plectrum. You'd only get like little chunks out of it. <laughs> It's worth an experiment, that is, isn't it, now? Yeah, I'm going to have to get one of them acoustic drive thingies. I mean, it's almost tempting, but then you'd have to own one of those acoustic drives. Yeah, and also, like, if you actually tried to plug an acoustic guitar in, it would just squeal at you. Yeah. Like a monkey. Uh, I mean, there are people who have said that those pedals are brilliant, but I, nope, just can't can't understand it. I don't want to understand it. It's wrong. Yeah, the acoustic guitars don't need drive. No. They never have done. Like, that's not what they're for. If you want to drive a guitar, plug it into an amplifier. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if if a driven sound is your thing, why are you doing it on an acoustic? It'll sound not quite as good as an electric being driven. Just just use an electric. Yeah. Simple. Simple. Yeah. It really is. So I've done some stuff this week. Uh, in fact, since last week, I have done a gig. Um, I did a gig at a place where the electrics were not good. <laughs> they were not good at all. So yeah, We've all been there. Yeah. So I like, got to this pub. Got there quite late as well because uh, the route that I took was not particularly good. Uh, but that's that is a story for another time. So I got there a little bit late. Like everyone had set up, and they were they just went, "Oh yeah, that, you're you're in that corner. Like power's there. Set yourself up. Plugged in. Got my guitar on and tuned and whatnot. Put the put the amp on. Well, that's that's odd. <laughs> like, gave my pedal board a little look over, see if I'd like accidentally switched on all of the drives. No, no, everything's fine. So I moved the position, like the um, pickup selector, down to position four rather than position five, and the hum stopped. Oh fuck! I know what that is. <laughs> so I'm using a, a very axe, but basically like a strat. So yeah. that's that's hum. That is that sixty cycle hum. These, uh, yeah, this is not particularly well grounded place. So I had the choice. So I was. Because like it was very much near the time where we were going to be starting, I was like, I've got to, I've got to come up with a solution. I could play on position two and four all night, but no one wants that negativity in their life because <laughs> they're just not the best sounds. I want, I want the neck pickup. Damn it! Uh, then realised I was playing a Variax, and so hit the hit the Variax, switched it from Les Paul mode, which I usually usually use because. In my heart of hearts, I really just want an HSS Strat, um, but I've not I've not quite got there yet. So I'm <laughs> I'm using like the Les Paul mode on the bridge for a couple yep. of songs. Uh, so 
switched it switched it over to the strap mode, which I've got set up to sound different to the strap that I usually have. Because why would you have it sounding exactly the same as the pickups that you can use anyway? That would just be stupid. It would be. So they're a bit like a bit thicker sounding, a bit more mid range, but they're a strat sound. Switch that on. All the hum was gone. Just magic, go. magic stuff. So if you want humbucking single coils, buy a Variax. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, if you don't want to go for like stacked single coils, which are pretty pricey um, and don't quite sound the same. Or like, if you want, you say you want that kind of true single coil tone. Buy a modeler. <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> if you want true single coil tone, like so, there's, there are a couple of guitars that do that humbucking thing for single coils. Um, the Music Man have got like an active hum cancelling circuit that they put in some of their guitars. Yep. Um, and they're really good. They they work really well, and the, it doesn't really alter the tone of the pickups. But those guitars are much more expensive than the Variax. So, no, yeah, do what you want. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I used the Variax. I used the single coil, uh, single coil sound for a lot of the set. I used the Les Les Paul sound as well, and I had a bit of a play about because I'm already on the modeling. Why not? Go through some of these tones. I used the three three five for a couple of blues tracks. I initially quite good. Yeah, well, I initially went with the jazz box mode because I thought we've got like this chilled out blues track that could do with that kind of big body jazz sound. So I went on that and went, no, it's far too dark, <laughs> and then moved it over to the <laughs> the three three five and went, was like, yeah, much better. I, when I was using the Variax as a Variax, I quite often found that the 335 was a better Les Paul than the Les Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've done almost the opposite with the, the 335, is that I found that the 335 was a bit too nasal. Because it's like the pickups in the 335 model are a bit, um, a, like a bit more path sounding. Whereas yeah. the Les Paul is a bit more modern, like what you get I, from it. Yeah, and I think that's probably what I what I probably mean is the three three five sounds like it's got paths in it. Whereas because there's no like metal guitar in there, the Les Paul sound in the Variax is a bit catering towards the metal people. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit hotter, isn't it? And yeah, it's a, it's it's not a vintage. It's not like a fifty nine reissue Les Paul, is it? No, it's a it's a modernly Les Paul. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, like your kind of modern standard where it's a bit hotter, like a burst booker kind of tone. It's got the warmth. It's a bit hotter. It sounds like a Gibson. And that's that's exactly what the Les Paul mode does, which is why I use it, because it's got that, that kind of raucousness. Yeah. Um, so whenever, whenever I switched to the, the 335 mode, I was always just not quite in love with the tone. Because it was a little bit too nasal, so it didn't quite fit with the the sounds that I was pushing through it. So okay. what I did in position one, three, and five, I've put bridge pickup of a three three five body, but with the Les Paul pickups. Then like the middle position and then the neck position, doing exactly the same thing, and it sounds more like a modern um, modern three three five. Okay. But then I've got two and four as the the original ones. As opposed to two and four being the P90 version, which I think they are in the standard. Yeah, I think it was like the um, the Epiphone Riviera or something, wasn't it? Or Casino, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. Is it the, I think it's the, is it the Casino that's got the, like the Dog Ear P90s in? Yeah, the, uh, there's a, a couple of models. The Riviera is definitely one, but I think that's a triple... Yeah, um, I, th- I think it's the, but yeah, whatever the, it is, yeah, it's the Epiphone with the two P90s, which I think is what the default is on the 335 sound or whatever they call it. Yeah, so f- fuck that off. <laughs> Just get rid of it. Because <laughs> I've got in the Les Paul mode, again, I've, I've taken out the mini humbucker sound and replaced that with Les Paul with P90s. So kind of similar tone. Yeah. 
but yeah, I've I've tailored the Variax tones to to suit me quite well. Like I completely got rid of all of the Rickenbacker tones. It's like I'm never <laughs> going to use these. These are shit. And I to be fair, into... I I did use the Rickenbacker sound on a Beatles track from one of the early Beatles records <laughs> once. It sounded yeah. fine for that particular situation. Yeah. Don't know where else I'd use it. <laughs> like, the thought process for me is that specific tone is, like, it's a really, really, really specific tone. And if you're doing loads of, like, 60s mod stuff, you might want to go Rick and Back. Or if you're doing, like, early Beatles stuff, you might want to do that. I was I was doing none of that. And if I did need to throw, like, one or two of those kind of tracks into a set, a Telecaster will do fine. Like, middle position of a Telecaster, pretty much. Like, give or take, is yeah, the same yeah. ballpark. Yeah, it's definitely in the ballpark. Like, if, especially, like you say, if, if you're doing it for one or two tracks, it will do the job, and nobody will notice. Yeah, absolutely. And if, like, if I ever found myself joining a Beatles tribute act... I'd get just get myself a Ricky anyway. I wouldn't be modelling it. Yeah. So I've got no need for it. So I replaced all of the quote-unquote chime settings with basically Brian May setups, like really hot single coils, and like certain positions out of phase. And it's beautiful. Cool. Not that I used that, but I, I will definitely use that more than I will <laughs> Rickenbacker models. So I've done, yeah, I, I had a bit of a play about with the Variax Live, and it was really impressive. Like, not once did anyone come up to me and go, oh, that tone is shit. So, so yeah, Variax win. Yeah. Um, however, it saved you from your home. It did, it did. However, got one last gig of the year coming up. It's coming up in about two days' time. And this week, I went to play my guitar. I went to play the Variax, as I usually do. And the B string was an A string. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. I must have knocked the tuning peg, tuned it back up, played it. The B string went from being a B string back down to being an A string. Oh, no. Yeah. I was losing tension on it. Because you can feel it when the tension starts slipping underneath your finger. Absolutely, you can. Um, and I was feeling that the tension was going. I was like, okay, I can see what's happening. Uh, bear in mind that these strings, the uh, Elixir OptiWebs, and they have been on. I think on Facebook it came up on my time hop about, like, probably about four months back that it was a year ago. So. <laughs> We're probably talking, we, we're getting on for a year and a half now. Yeah. Well, we've, we've not done bad. That is, that's not bad for a set of strings, considering they cost about three times the price of regular strings. I probably would have changed my strings more than three times by now, especially with all the gigging that I'm doing now. So I feel that that was a pretty good deal. Yeah, so, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm in a quandary now. So I know I've got the gig coming up and I could change the strings on it uh, ready for the gig. I don't have any OptiWebs to change for. So I've, look, I've run out of time to be able to order a set and get them here. I'm not doing Amazon Prime. Fuck that. Uh, so Don't get me started on Amazon Prime. Oh, Amazon. Just Amazon in general. Bezos. We did like we if, on the Isle of Man. If we didn't order things on Amazon by the second of December, they're not going to arrive before Christmas. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. So, um, basically, their dispatch times have been a bit lax recently. Yeah. And yeah, somebody local like messes Amazon and we're like, "What's going on here?" And they're like, "Oh yeah." Um, you're low priority compared to UK customers who we've got obligations of like next day delivery and stuff with and we don't put that in our terms and conditions with you so you fall down the list um, and yeah basically if you hadn't ordered things by the 2nd of December they won't arrive before Christmas so people who were like this week and last week ordering Christmas presents they're not arriving 
Son of a bitch. Son I, of I was a... lucky. I ordered everything in November because I was I anticipated this. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, I've got like friends at work and like people that are like relying on things coming. They just we now know they're just not going to come. That is, that's a a massive fuck you. That isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Bezos. Sort it out, mate. Sort it out. So yeah, um, I know that. Look, I, I probably could. I could Amazon Prime it, and I'd get them tomorrow if I really wanted to. I'm not going to, because not a fan of Bezos. He's got a lot of money. That man. He's got a lot of he money. He has, and he doesn't pay enough tax either. No. Wanker. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I have to pay tax. Why doesn't he? There you go. Right, enough enough ranting about Bezos. So my options are I could change the strings on my guitar, but I know for Christmas I've asked uh, a family member to get me a couple of packs of Elixir strings. So I know that I've, like, in a couple of weeks I will have a, a pack to, to change. I've got plenty of other guitars. They're not quite like the Variax is home for me. It's it's the guitar that I've only ever gigged with this band with. So I am reluctant to not do that. But I think I'm gonna. I think we're gonna do it. It's gotta be done at some point. You've gotta break that streak at some point because what happens if you are crossing the road with your Variax and someone runs you over and you're fine and the guitar's not? You're going to have to do it at some point. You're going to see a grown man cry is what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, Variaxes are not... Um, they're not that elusive. And it's not all of that... Um, how do I put it? it the guitar itself is not... It's not that unique without trying to put it down. It's it's basically it's a Pacifica, isn't it? And I could walk into a guitar shop, maybe, and get get one tomorrow if I really wanted to. So I mean, if you if you really wanted to, you could get a HSS Pacifica, which is basically what you use that as. Yeah. <laughs> Only it's an SFS. I saw I saw a uh, like a Korean made HSS Pacifica going for eighty five quid, very local to me, about a month ago. And I, I should have bought that. I should have bought that and just said, "Fuck the Variax." I'm going, going. <laughs> like, like Bob Dylan goes electric, but I'm going without <laughs> Variax modelling. But there, I would have had that that problem where I'd only been able to use the humbucker during a gig because the single coils would still be noisy. Yeah. So I don't know, but yeah, so. Chances are I'm probably going to use my my old number one LTD telly. And it's a big, chunky boy. Like, it's a heavier guitar. I played it at practice, and my back was hurting a bit. <laughs> so it's a little bit less poorly in that sense, and also in the sense that it's got really hot pickups. So it sounds really big and fat. Nice. I yeah, like, like the fat telly sound. So... Look, all the other tellies I've got sound like tellies. They're like thin, brittle. They've got a mid-range characteristic in the bridge, but it's still like twangy and like, twangy, like you'd expect from a yeah. telly. That one defies all like telly logic. It's made of the same material. I think it's an alder body and a like maple neck with rosewood board. It's a Seymour Duncan quarter pounder, which is a bit of a hotter picker, and a Damasio twanking. I think Please. it's <laughs> way. I think it's something to do with like the capacitor that's in it. Because I bought like a preloaded, um, like wiring loom from. I think it was Axis R Us back when they were a thing. <laughs> I think they might have put like a really chunky capacitor in it, so that yeah. it, it accentuates a certain like mid-range character. Because these pickups, it just it sounds like humbuckers, but it's it's single coils. So, 
Nice. Maybe I'm going to do that this week. I do love that guitar. It's such a it's just inspires you to play big chunky tones. So we'll we'll like by next podcast I'll let you know. Find out how it goes on the. I assume what's going to be the 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 mega cast, the Christmas mega cast, the Christmas mega cast. Yeah, it, it probably will be now that you've mentioned it. I yes. think we need to do that next week because that'll be the one that releases on Boxing Day. Is that when it will release? So this one will release on the 19th, which means the next one will release on Boxing Day if we release it on the Monday. Oh, yeah, we'll do that. We'll definitely do that. Maybe I'll release it on Christmas Day and we'll do a day early. A Sunday cast? Mental, isn't it? <laughs> Ain't no one ever listening to that. No one's waking up on Christmas Day going... Sorry, love. Sod the family. <laughs> give give me an hour. I need to I need to check uh, It's these. a mega cast. Give me two hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's it, is it? Yeah, give me an hour plus another hour and maybe another half hour. <laughs> is anything like the... Um, some random people rambling. <laughs> that's it. Getting progressively more drunk. Because <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah, I need to get some vodka in for next week, don't I? Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Like, uh, there was that one year where we had um, where we had Joe from Hello Sailor on, and it, it was pretty much three hour long. Shit, man. Yeah. Then Good there was talk. one year that we did it as I was getting home from a after work dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't remember much about the podcast, but I remember it being about three hours long, and I was pissed as a fart for the entire thing. Yeah. So, I mean, you're in for a good one. But we'll we'll save that for next week. We've got some stuff this week. We've got... I mean, we're pretty much halfway through the cast already, which is mental. We've got hot takes. So we... Last week, Ali said, there's no point in miking cabs anymore. Um, Okay. And, and the people the, said, fuck you, Lee. <laughs> essentially, yeah, they did <laughs> stick a, a massive middle finger up to... The, the option was, miking cabs is an art form. And 80% of the people voted for that. That is pretty unanimous. Yes. <laughs> Mike and Cabs is worth it. Yeah. And I mean, I go back to it depends on the situation. But yeah, like I I would pick to Mike a Cab nine times out of ten in my situations. Yeah. Like if I had the option to, like I will, I will choose to be running a cab completely. I'm not going to. I'm not going to choose the IR if miking is is plausible. And I don't like a gig with a guitar cab. I, I mic it. In this, yep. in fact, this week, <laughs> I'm using the um, microphone that I usually use to mic a guitar cab, which is an SM57. I'm going to be micing my face because the um, the wireless microphone we've got keeps blowing channels in the mixer. So we're, we're going hardwired <laughs> this week. And that's the microphone that I've got that's kind of mic shaped. Like if, unless I take some podcasting equipment with me, which yeah. I'm using a condenser microphone, which not particularly great for <laughs> my views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm using a 57 on my face, and I I couldn't find any IRs for that either. This week we have got. A hot take from uh, Pedalboards of Doom Group. Mr. Brian Spencer shared a post two years ago. Uh, he said, tight slapback delay doesn't wash out your signal like reverb in a band mix. I think we can tell which side of this argument we're going to be on. <laughs> if you've listened to any of the, the early podcast days, you will definitely know that we have strong opinions about this. Go on, Matt, start us off. I just, I, like, there's a reason amps don't come with a delay in the, built into them, and that's because reverb is better. And, like, I kind of get the point. In a live mix, it is more difficult to get a good reverb sound than, yeah. a, you know, a delay sound that won't make you muddy. But if you spend the time to do that, or if you buy a half mini, in which case you fixed your, you don't have to do any faffing around anyway. 
you get a much more natural sound than a slapback delay gives you. I, I um, And certainly if you're recording and you're not using reverb, it sounds sterile and your sound isn't as good as you think, personally think it is. Me listening to it, I don't like, I, I really don't like no reverb at all and delay on guitars that's recorded. I just hate it. It just, it, it, it makes you sound like you've, because most people are these days recording through IRs and it makes it sound like you're recording through an IR. If you don't have reverb and you're using an IR, your sound is shit and I hate you. <laughs> but, and that's even if you've put it into a band mix. I, d- I don't care. If, if, you're record- if you're recording with an IR and not using reverb, you might as well not have bothered, mate. But if we just take this as a, you know, a live use, I understand that you, know, you can get some of those reverb sounds from the room. I still would always, 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 at minimum, run a half mini slightly on because it just it sounds great you don't get lost in a mix it does give you that little bit extra even if you run it into the front end of something that's got a little bit of you know crunch on it like at the moment i'm running back back to running it in front of the ac15 which i'm running a bit hotter it still sounds great as long as you don't overdo it with reverb you're fine it's one of those things like drive as you get older you realize you need to just pull it back a bit yeah it gives you a bit of space in it um, I have definitely come around to the, the thoughts of reverb more since we've started this podcast. Funnily enough, you mentioned the Hoff Mini uh, featured on the No Talk All Tone midweek this week. It did. And, and sounds good. It sounds really good. Well, cause it, it, for anybody who doesn't like the faffing around that you've got to do with like five knob reverb pedals, buy a yeah. Hoff Mini. Yeah, it's basically like the the amp reverb, but in a pedal, isn't it? Yeah, just that, and, and, it, and it's really good. Yeah, yeah, I've started using more reverb on my amp now, actually. So I've I've gone the opposite way. Like I've got less gain, but my my reverb's gone from like one or two to almost five, just to get that big, big nice kind yeah. of like rounder sound. I'm I'm in, I'm in a band mix, um, and I do it exactly for the reason that they're saying I want to like be held back in the mix a bit more. I want to sit within the mix rather than sit on, on top, top of the of mix. It. Yeah, yeah, and I find that that it really helps for that, which is why I've kind of cranked up the uh, the reverb a bit more. I I absolutely do that, and then I. Punch through with the tube screamer if I need to. Yeah, but yeah, look, the the actual hot take is saying uh, slapback delay doesn't wash out your signal like reverb in a band mix, and I think actually the wording of that is the crux of this this argument, isn't it? Because that's that's right. I mean, it's technically correct, but. Yeah, it's also technically incorrect in that you're not automatically washed out of a band mix if you use reverb correctly. And I think the I think his I think the intention behind his wording is very different to the way he's actually worded it. I think what he's intending to say is you should use slapback delay instead of reverb, or I can't hear you in the mix. And yeah. I don't think that's the case. I think you can get a good mix with reverb. Personally, I find slapback delays a little bit sterile unless you're using them specifically as a slapback delay sound and yeah. you're doing very staccato picking and you're getting that, like, you know, the... Like, yeah, kind the, of the rhythmic percussive. Yeah, in which case, by all means, I've got no problem with you using it, but personally, I wouldn't use it in place of a reverb because no. I just think it sounds a bit sterile. Like, reverb... The whole point of reverb is it's not uniform and it's not like re- repeated and very short because it's supposed to sound like a room would sound. You know, you, your sound isn't going to bu- like delay would be as if you're in a, in a sphere and the sound bounces back off every surface and comes back to you at exactly the same time. No room is actually a sphere, so reverb is it all kind of mixing all over itself. And I just think it sounds more natural. And as long as you dial it in in a way where it's not making a, a really muddy sound, I think it sounds far better than a delay. Yeah, I think there's 
there's ways of making uh making reverb not wash your sound out. Um there's there's also ways if you ignore the slapback kind of tone, because that's that's very much kind of like a rockabilly kind of country trick, isn't it? That one. Um there's ways of like dialing in a a delay tone to be almost kind of like faux reverby as well. Where you've got like the the uh the mix of the delay is quite low and the repeats are not particularly long. But it adds that that kind of that same ambience. I think yeah, like there's there's uh merit to each side of this argument. <laughs> Which is the the beauty of a, a good hot take, isn't it? It is, and like I, I do get your point, but at the same time, what you're talking about there, you'd have to use an analog delay because if you use the digital delay, it does it just it, like you can tell straight away it's a digital delay. And yeah. if you're using an analog delay, what's happening is your repeats are becoming muddier and muddier. In which case, you're basically using reverb anyway because the repeats are just like starting to mix in with each other and starting to go over the top of each other, and that's exactly what a reverb pedal does. So what you've done is you've turned your delay pedal into a reverb pedal. Yeah, it's it's like a some slightly more pronounced reverb, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a reverb that you've got a different level of control over than what you would do on a, a standard reverb pedal. I mean, what we really should be thinking, and this is one of my favourite gifts, the li- the tiny little girl. Why not both? <laughs> Why not both? And um, yeah, that is that is the obvious the obvious answer is run a delay. Sorry, run a reverb on a kind of a low amount, and if you want more ambient sounds add delay in front of that reverb so that all the trails have the same amount of reverb on and you've got a bigger sound that sounds natural just like your small sound does. Absolutely. So we've we've changed the hot take. <laughs> so the answer to the hot take <laughs> is neither both. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've we've really grown as people here, Matt, is that at the start of this podcast, some four or five years ago, we were at each other's throats <laughs> saying, delay's the best option. No, reverb's the best one. And now we... We just want we've, both. We've, we've really matured, haven't we? I've actually got a delay pedal on my board now. I've got a half mini. <laughs> like, we've... It's, oh, this is... It's full circle. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful moment. Um, I mean, we will still make willy jokes. And <laughs> of course we will. So we've, we're not completely matured. And that, in fact, actually, coming up on the news, we're definitely going to be talking about some gross fucking things. <laughs> well, I mean, like, if we're going to go down this, have you seen that Aldi have made nice biscuit 69p now? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody sent me a photo of it this week. They know what they're doing. <laughs> they, they do exactly know what, what they were doing with that. Doing. Indeed. So that our hot take, just to re- recap, is tight slapback delay doesn't wash out your signal like reverb in a band mix. Do you agree? Do you disagree? You need to go in the Fret Talk podcast group and cast your vote. We got some good, good volume of votes. I think it was over 100 votes for the last one. This one... Well, it, it's as controversial, if not more. <laughs> Definitely for us, either, like either way. But yeah, get in that podcast group. Get your get your say. We've got some news, and as mentioned, the Matoverse Flora Vault is a pedal, which has got minimal controls, but how you do control it is through two prongs, kind of like voltage prong things, which you put either fruit or vegetables onto the prongs and then it completes the circuit. A little bit like the Ranger FX mini bar. <laughs> I was about to call it Kumbucket then. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. Let's, let's be fair. Everybody's yeah. calling it the Kumbucket or the Piss Bucket. Yeah. But I think you're right. I think it was called the mini bar. Yeah. And they... They look, are adamant on the fact that it should not be used for that and it will uh, void your warranty if you do. So just that disclaimer out there. <laughs> so the Flora Vault, it's, it works in a, in a kind of similar way 
where the different material that you are putting onto the prongs affects how how the tone of the pedal works. So I think the um the photos for it were showing a potato and we're showing an apple being used. We're like those are those are your basic bitch pedal um tones, aren't they there? Like your your potato, if you if you're thinking it's gotta be a tube screamer, hasn't it? It's gotta be it's gotta be a tube screamer. Versatile <laughs> does everything. I mean, I, for me, the potato is the M5 because you can have it as the really basic, you know, it, it'll do your, like, reverb sound or it'll do your delay sound, but it'll do everything. So it's chips, it's crisps, it's a baked potato, it's mashed potato. It's 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 your, you know, universal, covers-all-ground kind of vegetable, the potato. And therefore, yeah. that turns it into an M5 in my head. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can I can see where the argument's coming from for that. I Thanks. imagine it probably doesn't sound like all of the different sounds that I've <laughs> talked about there. Although I guess I wonder if you cook the potato in different ways, does it therefore sound different? There's one way of finding out, isn't there? <laughs> so, you, it's only mentioned it with uh, fruit and veg because it, it's called the Flora Vault. So, very much pointing towards that kind of greenery style, isn't it? Um, there are some vegetables that i think would be tough for it to work through look if you're putting it through a bell pepper the majority of that is air isn't it so yeah you have to go just into the skin barely yeah or is that enough all the way through and then poking into the other side of the skin <laughs> so that would be a toughie um i'm thinking like could you do it with raw meat well that was like my initial thought was you know what other things can you do like Slam a steak on there. What does a steak sound like? Surely that'll work. Big fat juicy tone. That's got to be, isn't it? Got to be. Uh, you'd fucking hope so. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're wasting a steak, so <laughs> it best be at least something good. Oh, but like, imagine you found like the perfect steak for your tone, and then the cruelty that it it will perish. As... <laughs> but, like, well, you just take it home and put it in the freezer because you're not going to poison yourself with it. So you can freeze and thaw it as much as you want. I suppose, yeah, I suppose that's a that's a, a fair point. But, the, but I then, mean that, do you have to do you have to defrost it naturally, or do you, can you put it in the microwave if you forget that your gig's coming up quite quickly? But then, does that affect the tone? Like, does a warm steak sound different than a slightly chilled steak? Yeah. But like, I mean, that's the that's the problem with anything, isn't it? Really, like, like all food is perishable. So, if you find the perfect tone. In a in a certain item of food, then is it is yeah. it a case that that will? Like, You're never getting things, back to that. Yeah, all good things will come to an end. Will your tone degrade as you like as as it perishes? As it, <laughs> I mean, what happens if it improves when it as as it perishes, and then you have to have a mouldy potato on your pedal board? <laughs> oh, oh man, that, that's fucking grossest. <laughs> Yeah. Also, what happens if you use a segmented fruit and you're in two different segments? So if you use a clementine and you slam that on there, but you like have the like one segment on that side and one segment on this side, does that connect? Is that connected enough? Or do you have to rotate it so that you've got you in two parts of the same segment? Yeah, and how do you do that without opening up the fruit itself? Yeah. Um I mean I suppose you you look where the top and the bottom is, don't you? Yeah, but even then, like it might, like you might go between. In yeah. which case, you're not you're not even in the fruit anymore, or are you in the fruit? Because you're inside the skin, but you're not inside the fruit. If you've got, if you accidentally slam it right between two, um, two segments, are you in the fruit? Are you not in the fruit? Are you hearing the fruit? Are you hearing the skin? Are you hearing <laughs> the skin of the of the segments? In that real skin tone. <laughs> Yeah, do they sound different? Do the do the segments sound different than the actual skin? Who knows? And like, how about if you were doing it into a pomegranate? Like, there's absolutely no way of getting yeah you're two fine. two bits of pomegranate, is there? Like, who who has patience for a pomegranate? Just hands up. No, it can't be asked, it? No, I mean. 
they don't taste as good as the effort you have to put in to eat them. Yeah, absolutely not. It's, I mean, they're all right. It's like, oh, this is this is interesting, but it's not. <laughs> my gosh, this is the best thing. If it if it tasted like again, if it tasted like steak, like little tiny little droplets of steak, you'd be like, I mean, actually, yeah, for, it, this yeah. is this is worth the effort. No, 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 it's not. Um, what's the grossest thing? So we've we've gone mouldy potato, but we can we can do worse, can't we? Well, I mean, my initial thought was they're probably sharp enough that if you slammed it really hard into your thigh, Ooh. you could hear what your leg sounds like. I mean, it'd probably be painful. I'm not going to lie, but it's it's just like a thick needle, really. Yeah. So, what does my thigh sound like? My living, breathing thigh. Does it sound different if I move my leg whilst? <laughs> Whilst it's embedded in my thigh, yeah. Can I flex and get different tones? <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Does it? Does that turn it into a warp pedal if I if I start wiggling my leg? <laughs> I mean, again, you you get that that issue that if that is the best tone you've ever received, <laughs> you have to then commit to stabbing your own leg <laughs> every gig. Like, fuck, yeah, this I'm is not, not sure. worth it. No. But then, yeah, I mean, we were thinking down the lines of the um, the Ranger Effects mini bar. Like the obvious things that came up with that was uh, jizzing it, which you can't <laughs> do if it's two prongs. You just can't do that. You'd have to have your own receptacle that you could attach to the prongs, and that it's getting complicated now. So you might as well just go for the mini bar. Again, piss, but shit, shit is a solid. <laughs> I mean, depending on what your diet's like, um, shit is is a solid substance. Yeah, you could prong shit. Yeah. yeah. Would you want? Does this mean you are you curling a fresh one out every gig? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And look, it's a set start, lads. Hang on a minute. Let me drop my trousers. That's it. Yeah. I've I've made sure I've, I've filled up before the gig. I've I've got a full stomach, so. We just need to wait. I'll get get a fresh one, and then we'll we'll start the start the set. Who's coming to that gig? Who's coming to the gig where the guitarist <laughs> lays a fresh shit? <laughs> and then co- massages it into one of his pedals. That's it. Yeah, just flunk, uh, and then uh, assumably, like assumably, plays uh, plays the the rest of the set with a half shitty hand, right. Like, oh dear. We put in bets. Like, how long is it before someone creates that for YouTube? Because <laughs> I'm sure, like, if I typed in Ranger Effects mini bar, Google in in and of itself would say jizz in. Like, it would do the <laughs> autofill, jizz, piss. Yeah. So, are you checking that now? <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to Google Ranger Effects mini bar and see what it says. Jizz. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> okay. Number three, I think, is going to say liquid analyzer. However, it says liquid for anal. me Ranger Effects mini bar liquid anal. But I mean, we've, no, we've yeah, all it's been liquid on that analyzer. Here we go. Pedal. There's no autocomplete that is inappropriate. I'm, no, yeah, no. There's no. I mean, I, I wonder if that's because Google. Yeah, it might filter it already. But I, yeah. I could almost guarantee that if you went on YouTube, it wouldn't take very long before you could find Ranger Effects jizzing pedal, Ranger Effects pissing pedal. Yeah, so, so if you just search for Ranger Effects minibar, the first link is uh, the gear page pedal um, where the the line after the link is it's just a matter of time until someone f- fills it with his own semen. Then you've got a Reddit thread, and you can imagine it's Reddit. <laughs> so that's full of what does piss sound, what does shit sound, what does jizz sound like, and then there's some foreign language sites. So I assume they're talking about jizz as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone gets in on the phone. Like, it doesn't matter what your language. Like, there, there is definitely people talking about semen. So, this, this is the next one, isn't it? Like, what does a fresh shit sound like? <laughs> Or, like, yeah. what is the difference in time between fresh shit and, like, two days, three days, four days? 
<laughs> so you get people using. You remember Gillian McKeith and her shit scale. So you're <sighs> like, is it is, like does a four four scale shit sound different than a six scale shit? <laughs> She's a wrong one. She's an absolute wrong one. <laughs> Wasn't she the one who uh, smuggled sausages in her butt? I, I mean, I've heard the rumor. I'm not sure that I've heard it from anywhere legitimate. So I don't know, but uh, who's eating those sausages as well? <laughs> <laughs> Just have a quick, tasty snack of butt sausage. <laughs> Fuck. Um, right, we got we got one last bit of news. We've, we've got a couple, but we'll do one last bit of news. Uh, and then we'll go. We'll, we'll do a little page. It's gonna be a gonna be a, a tiny little page today because I think it's getting getting to that time in here. It is. It's um, getting a bit late. It is. Fret Talk Podcast. Patreon dot com slash Fret Talk Podcast. Two dollars a month. Get on that page train. Get on that page train. Uh, right. Last bit of news. Uh, MXR double down. Uh, this is MXR's. Collaboration with Third Man Effects, which is basically Jack White's foray into guitar effects. I mean, it, it was it was bound to happen, weren't it? Like it was a match, match that was bound to happen because God likes effects. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard a clean tone from him, so it makes sense. He's got an acoustic guitar on some of the white stripe stuff. Is that a clean guitar? Probably not. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, when I think of the like the filthiest, dirty blues tones, I do think Jack White. Yeah, absolutely. either him or Billy Gibbons, because Billy Gibbons does like a bit of gain, doesn't he? Oh, he absolutely does. But I, th- I think Jack White is a very different style of gain to Billy Gibbons. Yeah, yeah, he's he's very much about the kind of textury. First tones in it, yeah. But yeah, Whereas so Billy like, Gibbons is just about slamming everything as hard <laughs> as, as hard as you possibly can. See how many gain stages have we got? Six. Fuck. We need more. Push it. Those are rookie Six. numbers. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll just have to put some 28k pickups in this Telecaster to make up for the missing gain stages. Yeah. No, the the amps are literally begging for mercy on that. <laughs> but. From the same, definitely from the same school of thought. Yeah, definitely from the same school. Right, uh, MXR Double Down is basically two microamps in one pedal. Might be cool. You might think like running a, a microamp, slam it into the second one, and you set your volume. You've got like a an interesting weird drive pedal. You would be wrong because this is a one input two output pedal the two volumes for the microamps are for the independent channel so you've basically got channel a volume channel b volume this is basically just a fancy blender box which well, it's a it's a, an ABY but just the y bit right well it's like it's the for, y bit with some gain yeah a forced y yeah there's no switch, like, no switch in between it. It's yeah, just it's, it's it's on or off, which is even weirder. <laughs> like, who's if you if you if you put a pedal board together with this, who who needs the switch for it? Because nobody is turning it off, surely. Because if you're running, if you're running two amps and you need a different level of volume for each of them for your drive sound, if you turn the drive sound off, you won't be able to hear one of the amps because one will be louder than the other. So yeah. what what is the, what's the point in the switch? Also, like, there's no way Jack White is actually running this because, like, I understand he uses a bass amp and a guitar amp for a lot of his stuff because he likes his octave shit. There is no way on earth that he's not running a, a proper ABY pedal that's got ground lift, that's got phase shift, and all of that stuff because you need it to gig live, because, especially if you're doing, like, a festival where the power is on a generator you're going to come across some phasing issues. You're going to come across some ground, grounding issues. So there's no way on earth that he's running something like this. This is basically an AHS Switch Bay Plus, but with some volume control and without yeah. the ability to go A or B. I, I just, I, I really don't get it. Like, just buy two microamps and a fucking switcher. Yeah, it's... <laughs> 
it's a real strange thing, isn't it? Like, if you are using it as like a junction box, like a switchable junction box, I, I don't know. If like if you switch the switch off, you're still running both outputs, surely. Yeah. yeah. So the only thing you, that the switch does is basically adds more volume. Yeah. Adds more volume because the the like the mod ramp is not a like a gainy thing. Not particularly gainy. No, anyway. it's, it's a it's a boost pedal, really, isn't it? Yeah. Like if you really slam the shit out of it, you can get a bit of gain, but it's it's there to look. It adds a little bit of EQ, I suppose. Yeah, but, but it's it's one of those always on pedals for for a lot of people, isn't it? It's it's the mm. thing that adds a bit of color to your amp. Which yeah, yeah I've, I've got no problem with, but. If you're running this with one side different amount of gain or, or volume, whatever you want to call it, to the other, if you turn it off, surely one of your amps is quieter than the other? Yeah, or you, you're running both of them at unity volume to start off with, and then when you engage it, one's louder than the other. Yeah, so. uh, or or you've got them both set at the same volume, in which case, why not buy one MHR pedal and a separate aby pedal yeah just yeah just i just just don't understand maybe we need jack white to explain it to us because i don't get it at all yeah so here's an open invitation to you jack white yeah come on the podcast and explain it to my face just just (laughs) why just why (laughs) i mean the the graphic on it is pretty cool look it's got the look kind of utilitarian third man records look to it I, I like it they're doing like a limited edition yellow one as well pretty cool don't know what it's for <laughs> it's just don't know just why please yeah. please why yeah please please, please tell us. and if any of you in the in the uh frets or podcast group want to want to shed some light on it i know um chris campbell had mentioned it um in the like in the post that I put on my budget pedal tap uh, Facebook page, he'd mentioned that he uses um, uses a, an MXR microamp at the end of his signal as a like a coloured uh, coloured boost. Which um, again, yeah, makes said, sense, but it's, you still don't need two of them sending to two different amps at two different volumes, surely. Yeah, he, he, he was saying it could be an interesting. Like an interesting thought, having it like for a stereo setup, but he could do exactly the same with a like, like you say, a, an ABY just after the mug ramp. Ta-da. <laughs> so, just someone, someone it, to help us out. Does here, this please. cost the same as two XR micro amps? Uh, I doubt it. I doubt it. I didn't look that far into it. I'll be honest. Because I mean, if if it's the same price as a micro amp, I sort of understand. Yeah. Because if you don't own a micro amp. You don't have to buy a microamp and a Switchblade Plus, but yeah. once you're like twenty-five quid more expensive than uh, a, a microamp, at that point it is just the same as a passive ABY pedal and a microamp. Yeah, so you're not, not really... as good as you're not getting the things that you need for a proper stereo rig with all the like expensive, all your ground lifts and your phase inversions and all that stuff. So it's not really a professional ABY pedal or white like Y combiner, whatever you want to call it. So just what is the point in it? Yeah. AB, why have you done this? (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Right. That's a podcast. That is definitely a podcast. I'm going to give a shout out to our Patreon backers. The Patreon link has been mentioned before, but I'll do it again because why not join in? Join in the, join in the fun. $2 a month. That's all you need. And you get some extra Patreon content. Content, content on a semi-regular basis we're on episode number 16 now i think so you get 16 episodes of extra spicy patreon content uh so the people are as follows mr andrew bimson of rising of the lights mr adam yeomans of chef tone effects mr doug christ of 37 effects and masters of the cinematic universe and the just surprise me podcast We've got Mr. Huge Erection for your... We have got Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. We've got Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast. 
and the Second Bow Podcast. And we have got Mr. Ross Philpott. Ooh, yeah. Those are our Patreon backers. Um, if you want to find me online, you go facebook.com, instagram.com, youtube.com slash budgetpedalchap. YouTube.com is the home to the No Talk or Tone series, which this week featured both the Hoff Mini and is featuring the first of the K-Line G series pedals, the Timberwolf Vibrato. Wee, 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 wee. That's exactly what it does. And Matt, <laughs> you don't have to watch the video, no? <laughs> Matt, when... the demo, have you? <laughs> yeah, that's it. I could, do, I could do that on TikTok, couldn't I? Just... <laughs> Guitar effects as done by my mouth. Uh, so, Matt, where can we find you? Yeah, so it's heel underscore Matt Q at Twitter and Instagram. And probably the easiest thing to do is just post in the Fret Talk group on the pod, like on Facebook. I use Facebook more than anything else, and I'm almost certain that Twitter is not going to be a thing in the next couple of months. So, oh, it's it is very much imploding, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, like as somebody who works in compliance, I've kind of been following along with the fact that they're in breach of GDPR at the moment because they're supposed to have a compliance officer based in Europe and they don't anymore. Okay. So it's it's going to be really interesting. Like from my 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 side of the like world, it's really interesting to see what's going to happen next because. They're legally obliged to appoint somebody by February, but they don't have any officers left in Europe. So oh. they have to get some new office space and employ somebody by, I can't remember what the date is in February, but they basically have three months to replace the guy who left. I see. Slash was fired. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, I, yeah, so it's it's plausible that at some point in February, the entire of the EU will just block the at twitter.com domain. And that'll be really interesting. <laughs> yeah no doubt because <laughs> we've got a, a giant baby man who's in in control of it at the moment who's bitching about everything and it'd be really interesting to find out what he says when his site gets turned off to like 50% of his audience yeah I mean he's paid a lot of money for it to to just be <laughs> shut off hasn't it but yeah no it should be it should be interesting but yeah um, the long and the short of it is yeah Facebook in the Fret Talk podcast group tag me I mean, my Indeed. name's been said enough on this podcast, so... Indeed. Mr. Yeah. McQuine. Way. That's me. So, from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. From Mr. McQuine. Say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Way. Way. It, it will thing. be. He, he did He did the thing every, every time without <laughs> fail. It will be a tatty boy and good night for this week. you hear about the two thieves who stole a calendar no they both got six months (laughs) (laughs) it's not good it's not good